0: no catch i highly recommend you give it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started thanks we love you Hey, everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. Only five and a half months until Halloween.
1: I mean, we're over the hill.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're getting there.
1: We're past the halfway mark, Uh, you know.
0: Caitlin, how is it going?
1: I mean, it couldn't be better, Adam.
0: How are you? I am fantastic.
1: You're fantastic. That's, I mean, that's about all we can ask for, frankly.
0: Uh, By the time people hear this, I will have seen the new Saw movie in theaters. Very excited about that. I can't
1: wait to go to a movie. I'm so excited. Getting
0: back out to the moves. This will be my second movie. Hopefully this one is good because In the Earth was not good.
1: Oh, I liked In the Earth.
0: Oh. What are we talking about this week, Caitlin?
1: Just a super happy topic about a gentleman who went by the Angel of Death.
0: It's quite a nickname.
1: It's quite a nickname. I want to talk about the origin of nicknames uh, at some point. We're going to get to that fairly close to the top of this episode, but we're going to do something a little different. We're not going to start at the beginning necessarily. We're going to start at, we're going to do kind of a Scorsese thing.
0: We're going to Tarantino it.
1: Yeah, we're going to Tarantino it. We're going to start this story in 1987, Adam.
0: Ah, good year for me. Yeah, really? Tell me. Actually, no, my family was really... Poor and uh but i just have good pop culture memories from 1987 i guess stuff like the predator was coming out Mm. debbie gibson was tearing it up on the airwaves man and in malls in malls tiffany i think we're alone now oh i wish tiffany it'd be a crime at the time but still
1: by the way check out the pretty scary review of i think we're alone now
0: (laughs) oh my god Did we do that for pretty, we did that for doc jams, right?
1: Oh no, we did it for doc jams. We do need to bring that show.
0: <laughs> I would love the- to do another season of doc jams. Cause we there's always to. documentaries I want to talk about.
1: Like really solid ones. Yeah. And I feel like we knocked it out of the park with the first doc jam season. Oh, and we did. I think we- well, yeah, we
0: here's definitely. the thing. We're great.
1: Oh, right. Good point. We so are great.
0: That explains we, it. In case we you are, were wondering.
1: We are great. Yeah. Um, speaking of great back to 1987. Right. Right. Nice segue. So in 1987, the body of John Powell came to the Hamilton County coroner's office. Powell had been in a motorcycle accident, Adam, and it was believed that he had died of his injuries. Still, because of protocol, the hospital sent him his body into the coroner's office for an autopsy. This is just their wow. standard operating.
0: <laughs> too, bad, too bad Kurt Cobain wasn't murdered in Hamilton County
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm it's interesting county by county there are different oh yeah like we it's bizarre anyway in in um,
0: seattle at the time if there was a suicide the the beat cop could be like yeah it's a suicide you don't need to investigate and that's what happened with kurt cobain they never even like looked into maybe something else happening anyway go on i don't want to derail things
1: poor kurt here's the thing though when uh the body of Powell was wheeled into that coroner's office, it was kind of a moment of fate, Adam, because the guy, the coroner who was in there, went by the name of Dr. Lee Lehman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he conducted an autopsy on Powell's body, and he had a special ability, something that not all of us can do. He had the ability to smell cyanide. It's a very, very small portion of the population that has the ability to smell it, apparently. According to people that can smell it, it smells like burnt almonds.
0: Yeah, I have because it's it's made from almonds, right? Cyanide? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. So so what's interesting about this is this guy was doing the, a, re- a routine body stomach cavity search. He smells cyanide and immediately realizes that this quote unquote motorcycle victim had actually been
0: poisoned, which was Whoa. strange,
1: really weird. Because how do you get poisoned while you're riding a motorcycle? Yeah, who do,
0: how do you poison someone who's riding away on a motorcycle? That's Russia well, shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up and hit him with a dart in the neck. Was there a dart in his neck? Did they check for that?
1: Okay, I checked the coroner's report. There was no dart Mm, in the neck. Okay, Uh, But they did realize that the only way this man could have been administered cyanide was during his hospital stay. And this led investigators down a winding and bizarre path to a man named Donald Harvey, a prolific serial killer and self-fashioned occultist who had killed dozens and dozens of people while working as a nurse or a medical assistant at various hospitals.
0: It's not what you're supposed to do as a nurse. I'm just gonna put it out there on Front Street right now.
1: I mean, you know, it's 2021. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. So yeah, I'm, not I'm not trying gonna, to kink
0: shame this guy. I'm just saying. I'm not going
1: to stop you from saying that. Yeah. Um, you know. So Donald Harvey is known as one of the most prolific serial killers, American ser- serial killers of all time, because we all know Russia has this beat by literally hundreds in some cases. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Russia's wild. So Donnie claims to have killed up to 87 people, which is More than 11.
0: That is slightly, you could have just said more than 11.
1: I know, but I just, you know.
0: People would have figured it uh, out.
1: Investigators think the real number is somewhere between 36 and 57 people, which is sim- is a simultaneously specific and broad estimation.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a big I, window.
1: I don't so this number was gathered by various different confessions that Donald gave over the years. It's
0: kind of um, it's kind of window you get when you're waiting on the cable guy to show up. Am I right 1987? Come on. Hey. 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 No one has hey. cable anymore
1: man, I hate airline food. Oh, <laughs> oh, what? oh What's with all this trash? I just don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. All right. Uh, so the angel of death nickname is one he gave himself.
0: Mm, I don't Adam. agree with that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cause let's talk about nicknames. You do not give yourself a nickname, well, correct?
0: As a serial killer, I think protocol is to give the police a few different possibilities to work with and let them pick because the police and the media are going to usually nail it. Like the son of Sam documentary, one of his first letters, he's got like 15 aliases picked and they don't even pick one of those. They call him the son of Sam because of something that was up in the letter. Yeah. But you don't just pick your own. That's weird. That's serial killer shit.
1: What bothers me is that everybody kind of went with it. You know what I'm saying? Like what the F?
0: Yeah. Anyway, they they should have been like, no, you're the asshole of death. How do you like that? Yeah, you're the douchebag of death. Also, even though he killed this many people, should there be an asterisk next to his prolificness record cuz he's working with a real captive audience here. Like that dude well, that dude in Russia was staging car accidents to get people to to lure people in. Like this guy's the, just uh, fucking he, doing nothing. I
1: mean, this is literally the equivalent of shooting fish in a barrel as a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm with you. I don't, I I mean, this is why it's important to unpack stats. Okay. It's like, like
0: it's like when Ricky Gervais did that round table of comedians all talking yep. about stand up. this totally. guy would be the Ricky Gervais at that table. It's like, what are yep. you doing here? You're not a real,
1: I don't killer. get it. Huh. So yeah, he's basically shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. Like th- this, this makes no sense. Like, I mean, it I, makes
0: sense. It's, it's like a, a pedophile becoming a priest. Like, you go where the it action really, is.
1: Well, it's funny. We're going to get to that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, though. OK, now we're, we're, we're on him for his access and his motivation. OK, that's and those I feel like are, are apt criticisms. With that being said, I don't want to take away from all the different ways he managed to kill people while he was working in the
0: hospital. This is impressive.
1: He uh, used arsenic, cyanide insulin suffocation miscellaneous poisons oh sure morphine turning off the ventilator administration of fluid tainted with hepatitis b and or hiv which resulted in hepatitis infections and hiv's infections but no death so we gave a couple people aids and Where, hepatitis
0: where'd he get the hiv
1: uh some people are i think he was using tainted Drugs? I,
0: I don't know. The Old needles? That shit really was everywhere in the 80s. Holy shit. He got it at Walmart.
1: It was everywhere in the 80s, let's yeah. be honest.
0: Yeah, it was.
1: Also, insertion of a coat hanger into a catheter causing an abdominal puncture.
0: Oh, I have to find a new favorite band now. Coat <sighs> hangers are my favorite band.
1: Yeah, got it. It's thank, good. It's a good you. joke. I yeah, think the joke you. is yeah, it was- very...
0: It wasn't bad. Very solid. I mean, I've done worse.
1: So, with that said, cyanide and arsenic were his favorite methods. So, I guess that's good to know because it was simple to inject with an IV.
0: But it is smart of him to to mix up mix up his methods because that's that's one of the ways you build a profile on a serial killer is you figure out what his MO is and how yeah. he conducts his crimes. And this guy's really shaking it up. He's disrupting the industry. And I mean. That actually Uh, put some positive points back in his column for me, because like the son of Sam, (laughs) who I already brought up, they were just shooting people. Sorry, he was just shooting people. (laughs) And uh, I always thought that was kind of boring, like even though it was very random, which adds a touch of flair and excitement to it. Still still kind of boring in terms of method.
1: Well, the thing is, is son of Sam. What's his name? Why can't, why can't I think of his name?
0: David Berkowitz.
1: Berkowitz. I was like, it's not Horowitz. It's Berkowitz. Berkowitz is a weenie. Okay. Like he's just a flat out weenie. He, I mean, there are serial killers that get all up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Shooting someone is not doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Same thing with the DC snipers, but the DC snipers that they kept cutting it, I was done with them when they cut into an NFL playoff game to report another DC sniper shooting. Then I was like, really, they've they've gone too far.
1: Well, and also this, okay, to me, sniping, that's some effort. You got to pick a perch. You got to plan just walking up and shooting people the way the the victims of son of Sam were killed, like on the doorstep of their house in their car. It's not that it's
0: not the same.
1: I feel like serial killing implies preparation yeah. on some, I mean, it does <laughs> like literally, yeah. um, which by the way, Donnie did have a very specific plan when he selected people we're going to get into here in a minute, um, but let's go back to the beginning. Okay. He back, was born. Caitlin. Yeah. He was born in Ohio in 1952. And not long after that, his parents relocated to Boonville, Kentucky, a That's- small town.
0: Not a real place.
1: I there's a couple places that also don't sound like places in this guy's life. Um he was nestled away, it says in the eastern slopes of the Appalachian Mountains, which no thanks. I don't Yeah,
0: that sounds more romantic than it is.
1: It's the the heart of darkness in in the United States.
0: (laughs) That's
1: that's all the bad times all joined together in a mountain range. It's really, really scary. So by all accounts, he was a good, quiet kid. His poor mother was quoted in an interview after his arrest by saying, my son has always been a good boy. There was also a quote from his sister that said, every time I see that he's been charged with murder, my heart sinks because it's my brother, which Mm. I don't know. There just seems to be kind of like an out to lunch tone with this family. Like there's no. I'm sorry for the pain and suffering my son has caused. It's just like, well, he seemed nice to me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Any, um, anytime you hear that, it's like, okay, but clearly he wasn't a good boy because uh, no. he grew up to be a murderer. So yeah, something
1: you, was going on. You there. just missed um, all the
0: murderer shit happening when he was a kid.
1: Yeah. His classmates, I mean, cause you know, this is the, this is the eighties when his case really broke. And I feel like at the time, the. Favorite thing for investigative reporters to do is to go out and like interview high school acquaintances if he's your
0: Yeah, because that's where you're going to always... get the choice quotes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but frankly, what they said was that nobody really knew him. Um, he used to like eat lunch with the teachers and was alone a lot. Uh, and he was a really smart kid. He got mostly A's and B's, but also dropped out of school towards the end of his high school career and got a job at a local factory. Mm-hmm. Now, in his trial, his defense attorney, William Wayland, later said that Donald claimed that he had been molested and abused at some point. And he was also ostracized by his classmates for being gay. Now, this kind of defense always bothers me in the face of these kinds of actions, because there are countless, of, countless people who are sexual and physical abuse survivors and bullying survivors that don't kill somewhere between 35 and 80 people in their hospital beds.
0: Yeah, it's it's one thing if you kill your abuser. Right. Then I, I can 100% sympathize and I feel like you shouldn't. be Like, I'm not even sure the Menendez brothers should still be in prison. Like, there was some crazy shit happening in that house, but that's that very Daddy different.
1: Men- Daddy Menendez yeah, was. Daddy
0: Menendez was a big, big problem.
1: Yeah. He, but... and not just for the Menendez brothers, by the way. Yeah. Like, that guy was a prolific creep.
0: Yeah. But something like this, you had a Mm -hmm. rough childhood, so now you have to kill everyone's grandma and grandpa? Fuck you.
1: Also, though, I have to say that his defense lawyer... was a defense lawyer only by title because this guy is clearly not on Donald's team at all. It, it gets very obvious later, but um,
0: he's also, it's kind of indefensible. Like there's nothing once you get to prison and you're like, yeah, I've killed like 56 people. I think maybe it was 37 and then <laughs> like, what's your lawyer going to do?
1: Yeah. So anyway, in 1970, Donnie gets laid off from the factory and his mother asked him to fly to London. Whoa. Hello in, governor. Kentucky. Hey there, governor. And visit his, this is, let's
0: kidnap the governor over these mask mandates.
1: I I don't know if it's okay to say that this is my favorite part of Donald's story, but it (laughs) is my favorite part of Donald's story because it's like the most American horror story portion of all of this. So he, he flies to London, Kentucky to visit his ailing grandpa, who's in a hospital called Marymount Hospital. And for whatever reason, Donald Harvey is the prom queen at this hospital. Every <laughs> single nun loves this guy, loves this guy. He he blossoms in this medical clinical environment. Weird. Really, really weird.
0: I've never done anything but weirded out by hospitals as much as I would love to check into one for a couple of weeks and just chill
1: just fix yourself in every way possible
0: just lay in oh. bed and watch tv and have people bring me food
1: let me tell you when i make my crazy amounts of money i'm going to like those like swiss med spa places for two weeks that just inject you with everything your body needs and you get hydrated and you work out 100 leaves you alone um he makes such an impression that one of the nuns offers him a job as an orderly which i guess in the 70s you could just just get a job i like that
0: I, uh, when I read the notes, I I had a thought on this. (laughs) Hospital jobs are shockingly easy to get. And
1: they, yeah.
0: Here is an example. I applied for a job at a hospital in South Dakota. It was, I planned on it being a full time job because it seems like you'd make decent coin at a hospital. Mm -hmm. And, the job they interviewed me for. Tell me if this seems important. I would have been monitoring all of the heart monitors on the floor and letting the doctors know if anything looked weird. And for that, I was going to be paid $7 an hour. I was like, what? Like you don't want to give people a little more money when they got lives in their hands. That's so
1: stressful. I'm not surprised. I I would love to pretend to be surprised, but I'm not, but Anyway, he becomes an orderly at this same hospital that his grandfather eventually, I'm assuming, passed away. In, and I don't know if he had anything to do with it. But
0: yeah, yeah that was going to be my next question. Did he maybe kill grandpa?
1: I couldn't find anything on that. But I, I doubt anybody connected to this story would be in the least surprised if he had been connected yeah. to, you know, because he does. And I'll get into this, too. I mean, he he does. He did harm people in his life too. I mean, not not his direct relatives, but people he was very connected to. So so uh, it's very weird. Nobody really knows what it is about being in this hospital setting that makes Donald just kind of snap. The speculation is that because he's in charge of these weak and helpless people, he feels powerful for the first time, I guess, in his life. Could Uh, be. That feels like an editorial. I think it's like where there's smoke, there's murder. My guess is he's probably been hurting small animals and other people in different ways for a long period of time.
0: Yeah. And when you get someone who's got, like, this guy's clearly got some mental health issues on top of his victimization, but... In that instance, I can see him like the the type of bullying and molestation that he talks about. That's the kind that happens when you're in a group that is just much more powerful than you and they can kind of do whatever they want. And in this situation, it's exactly the opposite. He's the one guy that can do whatever he wants to this group. So he probably yeah. feels kind of justified into it like he's getting his aggression out. He's probably like, I'm sure they were parents to some assholes. I'll kill them who knows
1: yeah i uh, uh, anyway um regardless uh this is the hospital where don donnie donald donnie boy uh, hey Says he committed his first murder. Um, a stroke victim apparently had somehow smeared poop on his face, and he snapped and smothered this guy. He also went on to smother more people, hook up people to empty oxygen tanks, impale a patient.
0: Can we pause? I, I'm sorry, this is a very unimportant question, but he smeared poop on whose face? On Donnie's on, or on his own? On,
1: on Donnie's face. <laughs>
0: okay, go on. Yeah.
1: That's poop on your face, Don, yeah. but I guess that was the, that was the final straw, but this also apparently is the, is the, the location, the scene of the coat hanger catheter thing. Um, you know, initially I'm reading this and I was thinking to myself, like, I don't understand. Oh, by the way, he killed like 13 people. They it's assumed that he killed up to 13 people at this hospital. Caitlin, that's a lot. Yep, That's one more than a dozen.
0: Mm-hmm. It's more you than know? 11.
1: It's more than 11. The most staggering stat we've ever we've ever cited on this show. Um, it? <integers> e- I- a- <laughs> anyway, good old non rant. So, and I was thinking to myself, I just genuinely don't understand how thirteen people dying in these weird ways just goes undetected. But in a two thousand three interview with CBS. Donald said most of the doctors would be so overworked, so busy that a patient could die and a family doctor would not come in and pronounce the person dead. They would just have a resident do that. So they would pronounce somebody dead and send them straight to a funeral home. Fun. Yeah. So that's neat. Um, by the way, Donald only worked at that hospital for 10 months. He killed 13 people in 10 months.
0: Did he just kill one each payday? Like what was going on?
1: Here's the frustrating part. So uh, on March 3rd of that year, Donald was arrested for burglary and he was really, really, really drunk when he got arrested. And in the questioning, he actually starts babbling on to police officers that he killed a bunch of people while he was working at the hospital but there is no evidence to back up his claims. And so all they do is charge him with a, a reduced charge of burglary, give him a $50 fine. And the judge recommends that he get psychiatric treatment for his quote, troubled condition. But guess what he does?
0: What, what's he do, Caitlin?
1: He joins the Air Force.
0: Well, that usually fixes a person's life, doesn't it?
1: It, it? It's frustrating because it's like, you have people like with hard evidence that this guy is admitting to committing murder and- nothing like nothing is done. And he joined, he's able to join the air force
0: that he was able to even join the air force is pretty surprising. If he was already having mental issues,
1: it didn't last long, Adam. Yeah. yeah, Uh, yeah, He, he, he was prematurely discharged in 1972 on unspecified grounds, Hmm, Mm. a gay guy, which we haven't gotten to yet, but he's gay in the air force with weird tendencies I can't imagine how that happened. Can't imagine. Okay. So Donald goes back home to Kentucky and he does not have a good time at home. Okay. Now I don't think anybody in Kentucky has a good time doing anything, but Mm. he was really having a rough time, which I don't care about because he killed 12 people, but he was admitted twice to the veterans administration medical center in Lexington, where he was the recipient of 21 electroshock therapy treatments.
0: That is several. That's a lot of electroshock therapy treatments. More
1: more than 11. Uh, again, though, he killed 12 people. I don't care. I'm moving yep. on. <laughs> There's tiny violins. I just don't care. But then from 1975 to 1985, for 10 years, he's working at the Cincinnati, Cincinnati VA Medical Center, where he, as one article put it, killed 15 patients on the side.
0: On the, so- on the side with what? His Skyline Chili?
1: I don't know what that meant, that, but I had to put it in because it made me laugh. Is that like, what he
0: used to kill the people? Well, they, they make it sound terrible. like
1: his murdering was like moonlighting. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Um, As opposed used, to a
0: professional full-time serial killer. Of course. With sponsors and whatnot.
1: Yeah. One nurse that, that Donald had worked with remembered after a patient died, Harvey looked at her and said, I got rid of that one for you. She report and,
0: that to anyone or just wait until the media asked? <laughs>
1: Well, no, because apparently all of his colleagues had nicknamed him the kiss of death Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: they all joked about the number of patients who died while Donald was on duty. But I guess he liked Angel of Death better. And that was what he put out there. But can you I mean, it's like so, Okay, I just I want to go back to the numbers here because.
0: Remember, yeah, kiss the killed- death isn't a good nickname, but go on.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not even a good band name. So um, I think, again, this number 15 of it's killed on quote, on the side. I think this is uh, confirmed. I think he probably killed more people in this 10 year period, which is why. We have such a weird fluctuation of somewhere between 35, 57 and 84 or whatever. So but it stands to reason to me that he probably killed more people. Also, during this time, he tried to kill his neighbor using something called hepatitis serum. This
0: guy's got a lot of fucking time on his hands.
1: Well, he kept a very precise diary, Adam, of all of his crimes. He took notes on each victim detailing how he murdered them and also studied medical journals for concealing his crime.
0: Oh, that's a classic move. Like if you're, if you're planning to be a serial killer and you don't go buy like a forensics book, you're, you're just, you're dumb. You got to study up first.
1: It's funny you say that because one of his books is cited in this next little chapter of his life. Adam Donnie gets sloppy in July of 1985. Mm. Okay. He's caught leaving work. So let's just, I just want to emphasize this. He's leaving his Hospital job, holding a satchel containing a thirty-eight caliber pistol, hypodermic needles, surgical scissors, and gloves, a cocaine spoon, and a, a book of occult lore—two books of occult lore—and a biography of the serial killer Charles. I never say this. Sobrage.
0: Sobrage.
1: Sobrage. Charles Sombraj. This guy only killed twelve Western tourists in Southeast Asia in the seventies. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel o- like only he, he
0: could have got away with most of that in his bag, except the cocaine spoon looks bad. When there's a burnt spoon and the gun, I think I was also. Gonna, yeah, the gun yeah, I is, is.
1: Here's the thing, Adam. You can't bring a gun to a hospital.
0: No, no, no.
1: Okay. Uh, you also shouldn't get caught while you're carrying it out, which is what happened with him. Because if you do, you're going to get fired. And once again, find $50. That's
0: not, I mean, I guess in the seventies or eighties, that was a lot of money, but no, still not a lot of money. That's what video so- games cost in the like late eighties.
1: Yeah, so far, the only retribution this guy has faced is he's out a hundred bucks on two separate weird <laughs> fines. Like, that's it. That's yeah. what's wild. I just don't want you to worry, though, because seven months later, he gets another job at Cincinnati Drake Memorial Hospital. And once again, working up to a full time position. Phew.
0: Do these people not talk to each other at all?
1: I don't. Apparently not in the 70s and 80s. I don't know. He killed 23 or more people at this hospital in the 10 months he worked
0: here. He He's it's like he's testing himself like how many people can I kill in 10 months at each place
1: that's why I think in that 10-year period he must have killed way more people than what is actually attributed to him
0: oh yeah I'm sure
1: yeah so you know I one thing I want to get to because I know what you're thinking of right now which is you know can I
0: ask you a question before we move on I haven't I haven't read the notes I never prepare for this I always do it completely off the top of my head Caitlin, what was it like to live with this guy?
1: I am so happy you asked because I can answer. Oh, um,
0: fantastic. Fantastic. Go on. Yeah. I'm all ears.
1: So, I guess another portion of his life on the side. <laughs> Uh, he killed a dog in his apartment building, which is clearly the worst thing he's done. Right. Can we yeah. agree?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad this guy got abused. As a, I, no, I'm not.
1: I, <laughs> that's the part we're not happy about, but I don't attribute any of this to that. It just makes no sense. I feel like now, okay, let me say this. Head trauma definitely has a lot of connection to serial killers and this shit. Yeah. So if he... Anyway, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. That's not this episode. I'm moving on. You guys all get what I'm saying. I don't feel sorry for this guy. So so he kills his neighbor's dog, which is not cool. And as far as what his days were like, his lawyer told him that he would place a skull, which where did he get that? Beside a burning candle, read a list of names out loud and look into the flames flicker to determine who would die. So I don't know.
0: That's a whole process.
1: I don't know if that's like a morning thing or a night thing for him or what, but.
0: um, What scent do you think that candle was? Like a fresh laundry? I like a fresh laundry candle. No,
1: he's trash. So this is going to be something like.
0: Is it a trash candle? Maybe it smells like trash.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the Yankee trash candle. Yankee trash candle. Yankee trash. Totally. Although he was from Kentucky. So I'm sure he yelled Yankee trash a bunch. Probably. Um, In an interview, he once was said to have been quoted as, what a great sentence, Caitlin. I have had help from somewhere. Hmm. And, you know, if you count the incompetency of the U.S. medical system, then, yeah, he really did have a lot of help. But um, he did seem to think that he was in dialogue with something else other than just himself. I don't know.
0: Yeah, this guy should not have been working in hospitals. He should have been in one.
1: Well, he shouldn't have been working in hospitals. And it's also really shocking to me that he was not single. Okay, he had several long term relationships and being in a relationship with Donald was not fun. Okay,
0: and the the incels explode.
1: Uh, Honestly, yeah, this this does. They broke the mold when 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 Donald became (laughs) part of this planet story um he dated two guys two great loves doug hill was one uh he tried to poison doug with arsenic however i couldn't find more details on that relationship but i'm assuming that's why it ended
0: i would hope
1: but the other thing is like how did he not get caught i i I don't know if this doug guy didn't know why he was sick it's arsenic is weird though i will i mean i i've I've looked into lots of cases where poisoning arsenic is, is, is one of these things. And it does just look like your system is shutting down. They, yeah. It's very hard to detect arsenic. So, um, also, he had a live in lover named Carl. What do you think that is? Ho Weller. Ho Weller. It, it, when H- I first Caitlin, read
0: it, when it's H O E at the beginning. It, so, yeah, it's it is Ho. Ho Weller. Because uh, otherwise, it would be Howler if it was.
1: And that doesn't make sense. It's got to be Ho Weller. No e, yeah. It's. Here's the thing, guys. Carl Ho Alert. We type all this stuff out, but we're not saying it out loud when we're typing. So I just wanted just to defend myself a little bit here. Sometimes I get caught with names and I'm like, shit, I didn't look that pronunciation up.
0: If you want us to do NPR type pronunciation work, you're going to have to give us NPR money someday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Till then, I
0: appreciate that. Till then, you're getting what you're getting.
1: And, And let me say this. Carl Holer... They were in a real, real relationship because Donnie not only poisoned Carl at one point, uh, he poisoned Carl's parents and killed his mom. Jesus. He also practiced poisoning different things on a And after an argument specifically gave him a dose of something and thrived on the ability to bring him back to health, which is I just it's that's a lot. Yeah, that's just yeah. that's a lot to me. Hi, we're two non-doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We have a podcast. I don't know how we got it. Well, we're comedians. We stopped getting actual stage time, so we turned to the internet. We Um, have a lot of questions about health. We talk about what we want to know more about, and then we ask our fans to tell us if we're right. And we're very rarely right. We're never right. We've been learning a lot through Google. Our first episode is about Maria having misophonia, to me discussing dyslexia, stuff that people feel like they know a little bit about and want to know more about, to us discovering stuff neither of us knew much about like ASMR. My mom's on the show. My mom is a veterinarian. I'm pretty sure she's going to replace us at some point. We are on the Unpops Network. They saw our potential and was like, we think someday you guys will actually have value. Which is an unpopular opinion. (laughs) Tune on doctors. Don't 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 listen listen to us. (laughs) Seriously, guys, we don't know what we're talking about. And now we find ourselves back at John Powell's case in 1987. So... Donald Harvey was arrested pretty much immediately because they checked the records and they were like, well, this is the only person that's been attending to him. So that is what it is. He was initially arrested. He confessed to that murder and held on bond for $200,000 and file and, and pled guilty by reason of insanity. Okay. So Mm. he's like, ah, yeah, I did it. I'm crazy, but news breaks and this retired investigative journalist Pat Menarson. Man- Menar. Man- it's either menarchin or Menarson. Yeah, let's say Menarson. Should we say Menarson?
0: I like that it ends in arson. Sure.
1: Great, love yeah. it. Pat gets to thinking. Mm. So, what if Powell is not Donald's first victim? Which, of course, we as the as the audience know that this is not the case, but they don't know that. So, what he what Pat does is he ends up digging and getting in touch with over twelve nurses that have worked with our Donnie over a period of time
0: over 12
1: over 12
0: mm. I don't even I don't want to know how many it is
1: okay um I bet they it's 14, all though. they basically deliver Pat files and files of information on an unreasonable amount of people who have died under the care of of, of Don and Pat calls <laughs> this is This is another favorite part. Pat calls Donald's defense attorney and is like, hey, uh, I think your client has killed more than one person. The defense attorney calls Donald and is like, hey, have you killed more than one person? And Donald's like, yep.
0: (laughs) No one thought to ask him that before.
1: And they head into a 12-hour interview where Donald basically admits to murdering, murdering dozens and dozens of people. Oh, and by the way, in his confession, Donald mentions that Mr. Powell the case he got caught for uh-huh. one of two people he killed that day. This guy gets a lot of,
0: a lot of stuff done.
1: Yep. So yeah. In this 12 hour interview, uh, Harvey calmly admits to killing dozens and dozens and dozens of people while he was on the clock. Uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was the on the side comment and it's like, Hey man, you're double dipping. You can't, you shouldn't be paid to, to be a hobbyist.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, was he good at his job, though? Like, the people he didn't kill, how, how did they? How, I haven't did gotten they, any. any of them appear as character witnesses? Like, hey, he didn't kill me. I don't know why that guy sounds like that. Hey,
1: hey, look. He's up I know, from,
0: up from I, West Virginia.
1: I know Donnie's a little weird, okay? I know yeah. he comes off a little strange. He's a little harsh. I can only speak with my experience. But I think the man was nothing but an angel to me, okay? So what what do you want me to say? I don't know.
0: Fix my Go, call. Fix Go my questions.
1: call fix my car. He brought lasagna to my mother. Uh, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. You know, no homo, but he's a good guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, Donnie.
1: Oh, Donnie. Okay. So I included, if we want to put in the notes, the really long list of people that he killed. Uh, so if you guys are curious about the details, go for it. Uh, it's, it's It's, stomach turning. It's lengthy. It's a lot of people. There's like, and it's all divided into like Institutions that he may have killed people at and presumed murders. Very interesting.
0: I like how it says "real criminal" above his picture. Do they have also like like his Hannibal See? Lecter on this website too?
1: this is a weird website the, the 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 fandom yeah first of all fandom yeah I <laughs> guess the way it works with this site is that it's connected to that show criminal minds and so criminal minds the show has like loosely profiled mm. serial kill I don't know I never watched the show oh yeah so you're not-
0: right I- Criminalminds.fan. come what this is weird very weird
1: is there like a robust criminal minds fan base
0: I would assume if there is they're all like in their 60s? Yeah,
1: they're not looking at fandom.
0: No. No.
1: This is very weird. Anyway, so after his confession, several states wanted to make sure that Donald Harvey was prosecuted for what he had done. So first he goes to Ohio, where he pled guilty to 24 counts of aggravated murder, four counts of attempted murder, and one count of felonious assault. Hmm. I, don't, I don't Then four days later, a 25th guilty plea earned him a total of four consecutive 20 years to life sentences. In addition to these terms, Harvey was fined, Finally, two hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So now he's now he's out two hundred and seventy thousand one hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. What's what's going to happen if he doesn't pay that fine? Are they going to send him to prison?
1: I it it, it, it annoyed me.
0: Is it going <laughs> to what
1: is his I mean, 80
0: cents a week? He makes sewing blue jeans together for uh,
1: Gap. I don't get it. I don't get it.
0: Weird. I don't get it.
1: Um, and then in November, he pled guilty and was sentenced to eight life terms plus 20 years in a different state. And then in February of 1988, he entered a guilty plea on three additional Cincinnati homicides, three attempted murders, drawing three life sentences, plus three terms of seven to 25 years. So this guy was never getting out of jail. OK, so.
0: Yeah. Here's a question. E- do you yeah. Do you agree with. Doing all of those trials right up front, because that's a that's a big drain on resources. Like if one of those trials happens and he's sentenced in a way that he's never going to get out, I could see like keeping everything else on the back burner in case like something falls through with that prosecution. But
1: I don't know know if it has to do with the fact that they are. uh, First of all, no, I don't agree. I think this is like a horrible waste of civic resources for somebody who killed that many people. I mean, especially if your first court experience is like, "Mm, we know you killed like 25 people and you're never getting out of jail. Yeah. I don't know what was with the like grand tour of everything that he did. It was a little odd, a little strange. Unless
0: it's like a victim's family thing, but I I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. Like they they want their justice.
1: Yeah. So throughout the investigation and trial, Harvey claimed trials, I should say. Mm -hmm. Harvey claimed that he was doing for people a favor. By putting them out of their misery. I felt what I was doing was right, he said. I was putting people out of their misery. I hope if I'm ever sick and full of tubes on a respirator, someone will come and end it for me. But his own defense attorney before he died, Waylon, uh, said, look, <laughs> the bottom line is he just liked to kill.
0: Yeah, clearly. this It was this guy's hobby.
1: Yeah. So normally that's the end of our episode, but this has a bonus ending. This has an after credits treat this, mm. this little, this little sitch in March of 2017, Harvey was beaten to death by a fellow inmate in the Toledo Correctional Institution by the guy that beat him to death was James Elliott.
0: It's a, that's a solid beat a guy to death in prison name. That's,
1: that's how I felt. Elliot was serving a 37 year sentence for burglary at the same facility.
0: I do like that, that he got beat to death by someone who was in for burglary. Like you might get out, sir.
1: Uh, yeah, no, this guy, (laughs) well, we're going to get, he, he states his reasons. Uh, Elliot said that the murderer, that that his murder of Donnie was meant to call attention to two things. One, the inadequate prison meal program. I don't know. I don't understand the connection. (laughs) And then also, too, he wanted to honor the fact that he had grown up in Kentucky near some of the relatives of Harvey's victims. So he is somehow loosely connected. But here's the thing. You kill 87 people in a concentrated geographical location. Yeah. You're going to run into somebody.
0: Someone's going to be upset. Yeah. That's why I Uh, would never buy a car at like one of those police auctions where they repo them from drug dealers.
1: No. It's like, what if that
0: drug dealer gets out? He's going to see your car and want it back.
1: Yeah, that's bad juju. Um, anyway, <laughs> Elliot, was qu- Elliot wrote a letter to a publication called The Blade, where he flat out just confessed to the whole thing. He said, I figure it would give some closure to some of the family members and give them some peace of mind. I initially attacked Mr. Harvey with facial punches. After the third or fourth punch, he was knocked unconscious, after which I stomped on his head seven to eight times with my foot. Elliot wrote after Harvey was attacked. He was transferred ironically to a nearby hospital where he died two days later when asked if he was shocked when Elliot heard that Donnie had died. Elliot wrote, no, I was not surprised that he had died from his injuries. I thought he was dead when I left his cell.
0: Hell yeah, Elliot, Elliot,
1: Elliot, Elliot was transferred from the Toledo prison. Not long after Harvey died. And investigators said at the time, (laughs) They were just not in a hurry to file charges because the suspect was already in prison.
0: Yeah, he's already he's serving his time. I mean, it's prison rules.
1: That's got to be one of those people that walks into jail and everyone's like, we all hate him, though, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like Like, that's not this is the kind of guy like this uh, Harvey guy is the type of person who would be like the guards might even set him up to be murdered because you're right. It's in that concentrated area. Someone might be like, Hey man, you killed my grandpa just because he smeared shit on your face. Now you're going to get stabbed in the shower for in exchange (laughs) for a carton of cigarettes and some ramen.
1: Right. And also like, I mean, one of the other articles that I read said, believe it or not, there was an investigator. So believe it or not, it's taking a while to close this case because listen, he was in a maximum security kind of deal. It's a little strange that, this guy was able to be beaten to death in his cell and nobody did anything about it. Yeah. So where have we heard that before? Shawshank redemption.
0: Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Yeah. This, I mean, it's prison justice. It's a little different. It's a different world. Um, I mean, this guy, I mean, to be honest, like this is, this is like, this is a character on con air. I mean, this is, this is like, yeah, nobody is rooting for this dude. No, no. Uh, Uh, and frankly, it's kind of surprising that he lasted as long as he did in prison, yeah, in my
0: 2017. opinion. So he was in thirty years? Yeah. Because eighty seven was when he got arrested, right? Yeah. Jeez, Donnie. Good um, job. Way to survive.
1: Way to survive but not forever anyway elliot was given a life sentence for murdering the angel of death uh but i think elliot had already done the math in his head and assumed that he was i mean 37 years at his age i think he was like yeah whatever i'll just do somebody a favor yeah I guess, I mean, that's is the what one w-
0: how old was so, this guy
1: he was f- in his 40s
0: oh yeah he wa- he wasn't gonna get out
1: I, I mean, and I don't know what kind of burglary. It was. I mean, if you got 37 years for a burglary, you were in some serious shit. So I don't know. Yeah, it had to be
0: quite a burglary.
1: Donnie was arrested for burglary and got off for the $50 fine. So, you
0: Oh, know. yeah. I wonder what the difference between the two was.
1: Hmm. Just what he wasn't caught for versus what Elliot was caught for. But, yeah, that is uh, an overview. And I was actually kind of surprised that I, I didn't know who this guy was.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of him and it's surprising because 87 like I was I was a cognizant young man by then I watched the news.
1: Well it has it has satanic panic elements it's yeah. got it's got a body count to not to to sneeze at uh healthy body count a healthy body I will say that I have noticed v- that when a serial killer has male victims like this and they're gay they usually don't get the airtime yeah. uh, like like there's another one around this time Larry Eiler that was really brutal really really brutal that I had never heard of until recently yeah um, same kind of thing
0: Not- yeah, especially when you're when you're killing a marginalized group Also, then it really didn't get attention in the 80s, like the grim sleeper.
1: I think the biggest reason why this case is not what more well known is because of the way it highlights how negligent the medical system was at the time. I I think that ultimately that is probably why I didn't know too much about him, because that's a lot of people to be intentionally murdered and poisoned Like, poisoned is, like...
0: Yeah, it's a rough way to die, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He also just was, like, flat out unhooking people's oxygen tanks, putting empty oxygen tanks on people's beds. It's just... It's, it's scary that there weren't more checks and balances put in place at the yeah. t- at, at any time that nobody was like, Hey, this is weird that also his coworkers were like, Oh, if Donnie's taking care of you, you're going to die. Like, everybody <laughs> knew. So I, I, think yeah, at some
0: point cool. you got to step in and ask why you're yeah, going to die. If this, Donnie this person
1: you. is, is a black eye on the medical system more than more than anything else. Um, well, oh, and he's yeah. evil. He's a bad person. Yeah, so I mean, that. He's,
0: he's got mental issues. He's evil. Uh, and American healthcare sucks.
1: Well, I'm glad we settled that.
0: Yeah. I you mean, know, it's not Romanian healthcare, but
1: not great. No maggots in this episode. Oh, <laughs>
0: that we know of.
1: Yeah, I, I get the sense that he was a clean guy, though. He oh, seems like okay. a little bit of a neat freak. I mean, if he didn't get caught for that long, he was probably tidy. At least that makes sense. Um, I do want to know where he got his skull though.
0: Yeah, well, if you're working in hospitals, they have like medical cadavers and things, and like you can buy a
1: (laughs) so it's like when you're working in an office, you just like you're taking notepads home, he's just taking home skulls and a femur.
0: You know what? FBI be damned. I'm just gonna go ahead and google buy a human. Skull search $125 and 41 cents on Etsy. Mm. Oh, there's a site called skulls unlimited. Oh, Oh, Caitlin skulls unlimited. Guess what? Guess what their, guess what their tagline is. Hmm. Uh, now I lost it. (laughs) There's one called the bone room. Yikes. Museum quality. Caitlin rare selection. Let's go to the bone room and see what they're selling us. Great! Oh, that's not a that's not a real head, is it? Oh, something was. Wrong I don't know with that how guy. to. I I, I, I know I've, this is this isn't a visual medium. I should probably I've, move I've on from this.
1: The, here's the thing: I'll say I've been to the catacombs, and when you're surrounded by that many skeletons, it does feel fake. I don't know. There is something uncanny about being in front of a human
0: when there's that many skeleton. around. You should be able to just take one.
1: I had the mo- I had a thought. But but the way they're all stacked, I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a embarrassing moment. Mm. It's all all the other skulls are gonna fall, and I don't know. I don't want to be haunted by a French ghost either. Yeah. If if, yeah. if I'm gonna be haunted, I just want to be able to communicate. That's all I'm saying. I don't speak French. That's all I'm saying.
0: Also, uh, use code Pretty Scary Boo at checkout to save more than eleven percent on your order mm-hmm. at BoneRoom.com. Uh, get yourself a human skull. Use it as a paperweight. I,
1: I would venture to bet a lot of people have ended up on BoneRoom.com, not thinking mm-hmm. that is what they're going to get.
0: Yeah, yeah. This this looks you know? just like Skulls Unlimited. It's not what I was <laughs> expecting. Fucking skull. Good times.
1: I didn't know. Yeah, but okay. So if we're talking a hundred, you said one hundred and forty now, so adjusted for inflation.
0: That was the one on Etsy, which I don't know if Etsy's allowing actual human skulls, but yeah. It's uh, you know, I, it can't be that much. No, it's not like they're celebrity skulls.
1: So Donald was out of pocket two hundred and seventy thousand one hundred and forty six dollars.
0: Pretty, yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's accurate. Yeah.
1: Okay, that was his all in investment on killing that many people.
0: What if the guy who killed him got? <laughs> had to foot the rest of the bill after that. I'm like, hey, man, consequences.
1: <sighs> that would be rough.
0: Yeah, that now would not you be You owe us two hundred and seventy thousand. That
1: would feel icky.
0: So that's that seems like a sewed, right?
1: Oh yeah, we're done. I don't. We, I I, we I feel like it. we we added a nice surprise ending. Uh, yeah, you a know, nobody, nice little. No one, no one saw that coming. Little the, bonus
0: murder brought to you by BoneRoom.com.
1: Mm-hmm. Save. Save more than eleven <laughs> percent.
0: The Bone Room. We also have a bar called the Bone Room. Uh,
1: <laughs> the Bone Room. It's not what you think.
0: Yeah, it's, it's Bone Room. Don't come here. Just don't stay away. Don't,
1: it's not what you. It's not what you're bargaining for.
0: Caitlin, what are we talking about on? the next bone room con episode of pretty scary.
1: Uh, this next episode of ghost adventures is, I don't know if Zach was like going through something at the time.
0: It's, it's odd. It's odd.
1: There are so many big leaps in logic at this time.
0: Yeah. The, Zach struggles through this episode.
1: And we all do. We're, it yeah, also, yeah. It, you know, it, it it's, it. I, mean, I found this episode, Purely just because it's I mean, I if it isn't clear, I watch Ghost Adventures on my own. Like, I just think it's important to bring that yeah. up. But it also just like I, I watched it because the title of the episode caught my eye. And it's a it's great title. Breckenfern Manor and Tudor House.
0: It's actually Bracken.
1: Bracken. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Brackenfern Manor and Tudor House.
0: If uh, people want to watch it before that episode comes out. It is Season 11, Episode 3, according to the Travel Channel website. Which
1: translates to what in Hulu or Uh, Discovery Plus? That is
0: Season 15, Episode 3 in Discovery Plus years. So (laughs) you can uh, check that episode out before uh, we record.
1: I also just think it's important, and I'm not going to reveal it here, but... The actual location of a place called Brackenfern Manor and Tudor House is not what you think. This is not an international episode.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be in Clemens upon Tyne or whatever. No.
1: Sheepy Parva. No. This is somebody was riding a high horse when they named this place. And (laughs) (laughs) it's really, really. It's weird.
0: They sure were. So that's what we'll be talking about next week. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? When Our is Patreon this? Uh Patreon.com slash Unpops, Unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Caitlin, so many... what do you have to plug?
1: Uh, I'm still here. I, I'm still surviving a global pandemic.
0: We're, we're doing it. We made we're it. We're making it.
1: doing it. Yeah. I feel like that's not nothing.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll be able to, to talk about it in history. What? Great. I don't know. Goodbye,
1: everybody. Yeah. Goodbye, we everybody. You. We love you.
0: <laughs>